This is a deep dive. I'm leaving Chi. Getting the offer from your dream school may be a once-in-a-lifetime experience for many students. All your hard work in the past has been validated, and the offer sets you on a smooth path to a successful future. However, for some Chinese students pursuing further education in the United States, getting that offer does not seem to guarantee a smooth path. At least, not enough to get through the border. In recent months, over 10 Chinese nationals, including students, have been coercively repatriated by the United States each month. On January the 4th, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin condemned the U.S. for harassing Chinese students at its border without proper cause. At the end of the month, the Chinese embassy to the United States warned Chinese students to avoid entering through Washington Dallas International Airport. Why were these Chinese students questioned at the border? How will this affect people-to-people -people exchanges between China and the U.S.? To delve into these questions, I spoke with my colleague Liu Yushan. This episode is brought to you on Friday, February the 16th. So the Chinese embassy has released a statement condemning these harassment to Chinese international students. And Yushan, can you walk us through this statement and what the key takeaways are? At the end of January 2024, the Embassy of the People's Republic of China in the United States of America released a reminder on its website, pointing out that recently several Chinese students who entered the U.S. through the Washington Dallas International Airport was unjustly investigated, harassed, and had their visas revoked by the U.S. border law enforcement officers before being deported. Back to China, so these international students all held legal documents and were returning to the U.S. after heading back to China for vacation or simply traveling around. And some attended a conference in a third country. And in some cases, students newly arrived in the U.S. were also brought in for hours-long questioning, during which time their electronic devices were taken away from them, and also some were even restricted from personal freedom for more than ten hours, completely prohibited from contacting the outside world. So the practices of U.S. border law enforcement at Washington Dallas International Airport have no doubt had a serious impact on the academic performance of these Chinese students, and in the meantime, causing great psychological harm to them. And by posting this reminder, the Chinese embassy in the United States were literally telling all Chinese students studying in the U.S. who were, are, and will be traveling to the U.S. lately to beware of this situation and be cautious if selecting Dallas International Airport or IAD as their arrival destination. Okay, so let's review this accusation. It is a common practice that in most country, immigration officers have the authority to hold off entry on some people.、Uh, for example, when the officers suspect that the visitor is traveling with illegal items, but in the case of these Chinese students,、um, what was the reason given to them, and how common this problem is? 
I actually had a very similar experience. It was in the year 2017 when I was traveling in the U.S. and when I was waiting in the line for the security check, I was pulled aside because so that time they suspected that、um, there's some sharp items like a knife or something in my suitcase, which I actually didn't carry. But I was under like、um, a thorough check and I was requested to open my case and also. Some airport staff was there to help with the、uh, inspection, which I eventually passed, and they returned my su- suitcase to me and allow me to board the airplane. So I definitely agree that it is a common practice for immigration officers. But this case that we're talking about here, where Chinese international students were under investigation because of trying to enter the U.S. to complete their studies, is something different. And I think this could be traced back to 2020, when it was made harder for certain Chinese students to enter the U.S. And former President Donald Trump barred entry of Chinese graduate students who were believed to have ties to the Chinese military, who ended up having their visas revoked and was not allowed to enter the U.S. for for their studies. And His administration also shortened the visa duration for some Chinese graduate students who were planning to study certain subjects in the U.S., like for example, aviation and robotics. So these policies remain in effect under the Biden administration. And a U.S. State Department spokesperson actually told the media platform that I was reading from in an email that. They only affect a tiny percentage of Chinese student visa applications, but of course, as we were just talking about earlier, this tiny percentage of Chinese young people had suffered from being mistreated at the airport because of this executive order from the Trump administration. And actually, before the embassy released this reminder on their website, on January the fourth, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman. Wang Wenbin had already said that Chinese students with valid travel documents and visas had been consistently mistreated by U.S. border authorities, and that tens of Chinese nationals are being denied entry to the U.S. each month. And before the Chinese government pointed out this situation, the discussion was already mentioned on Chinese social media. One example would be student M, who majored in cancer treatment research, was held for investigation at the IAD, and they asked him about which university he was studying at, who were his professors, which research project he had been attending, and whether he had received governmental funding or whether. Military forces were involved in his research projects, etc. And this is in November 2023, so really just a few months ago. And after long hours of investigation, the officers told the student that first they've canceled student M's visa, and second it was canceled directly by the U.S. Department of State, and that them, as the officers from the CBP or the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, did not have the rights to check why it was canceled. And another example. 
would be for this female students who is in her final year bachelor's degree, and she's about to graduate this May. And in the past four years, as she was completing her studies, she was inquired by the IAD twice upon entering the U.S. from that airport, once in 2022, and then again very recently in January 2024. She shared that she was brought to the Secondary inspection room this January, where she and dozens of others were waiting to be inquired, and it was very interesting that, quoting from her, all that were waiting there in that room were people of color. And after it's her turn to be inquired, she had to answer over twenty questions about her studies, her major, her teachers,、um, her address in the U.S., what are her parents' professions back in China, and what's her future plan upon graduation, and so on and so forth. Well, this time, although this female student's visa wasn't really canceled and she was allowed in eventually, well, personally, I do feel sorry for her for having to go through all these questions in order to get her university diploma. So these are just a few examples that I came across, and it does seem that you know this situation is rather common. And I'm just thinking, what about the other way around?、Uh, is it easy for American students traveling to China? As a matter of fact, I had just、uh, met with a group of twelve students from the University of Virginia or UVA who arrived in China this January for a two weeks friendly exchange in Hong Kong, Beijing, and Shanghai. Well, from a personal perspective, I could definitely tell that their trip coming and leaving China were rather smooth and fruitful. So I was only accompanying them during their two days stay in Beijing, and I documented their. Well, ping pong matches with the Chinese students at Tsinghua University, and also on the second day, I was there to be with them on the Great Wall as they travel to the Great Wall and learn about the Chinese culture and history as well. So the leader of the UVA delegation this year. Called Ambassador Stephen Moll, who used to be a U.S. diplomat in Poland.、And、I think the relationship between the United States and China is the most important and most consequential diplomatic relationship. He realized the, the value of the ping pong diplomacy in 1971 had a great impact on the U.S.-China relation, and he decided that the UVA could take the lead and try to do it again this year. Let's try that again, and they were very enthusiastic. And,、so、and that is how the twelve UVA students arrived in China in January as a represent of people-to-people friendly exchanges from the U.S. to China. But here, I do need to point out that this is a friendly diplomatic activity, and、um, this incident doesn't really speak for the general experiences of U.S. students traveling to China. But overall speaking, it is indeed had been made easier for American students to travel to China, or maybe Americans traveling in China in general, because since Chinese leader Xi Jinping and the U.S. President Joe Biden met in San Francisco last year, China has indeed eased visa application process for American tourists, and there had also been an increasing number on the direct flights between the two countries as well. Both Washington and Beijing have agreed to ramp up people-to-people exchanges, and that Beijing is ready to welcome fifty thousand American students to China on exchange or study programs in the next five years. So yes, from these evidence, China indeed welcomes American students to come study here. 
We know that the number of Chinese students has been on the rise in many countries, including America, and they are also a very major part of the international programs in these countries. Can you remind us of how big this community is in America, and also how many students could be potentially affected? So, in the year 2023, the U.S. State Department granted more than 600,000 international students visas in total, among which 289,000 visas were awarded to the Chinese students. So, nearly 48 percent of the total number of international student visas that they granted were given to the Chinese. And this is according to State Department data. Chinese students retain their position as the largest group of international students in the U.S., which means that China remains to be the leading country of origin for foreign students pursuing an education in the U.S. And it's worth mentioning that the number from last year, which is two hundred and eighty-nine thousand Chinese students studying in the U.S., is actually the lowest number in almost a decade. And take 2018 as an example. In 2018 alone, Chinese students contributed nearly 15 billion dollars to the U.S. economy, and this is according to the U.S. Department of Commerce. Many U.S. schools, especially large public universities, have become increasingly dependent on Chinese students, most of whom pay full tuition. So these unjustified investigations on Chinese students not only affect the students themselves, but also affect the、um, American universities as well.、Mm-hmm. And this is now clearly not an independent case because the Chinese embassy had pointed out this phenomenon, and the students have been sharing their experiences on social media. Now that this has become a phenomenon with a pattern、um, that's been there for quite some time,、uh, will this affect the people-to-people exchanges between China and the U.S.? Looks like so. Some universities outside of the U.S. are indeed seeing an increase in Chinese student enrollment. And apart from university enrollment in the U.S., such policies against the Chinese students or Chinese tourists in general have also reached to other industries as well, such as the tourism in the U.S. And I was just watching this funny video posted on YouTube by Bloomberg Television entitled "Where Have All the Chinese Tourists Gone?" And in their video, they accused Chinese travelers who were once the biggest spenders on overseas trips for staying close to home since China reopened its border, and that this is costing the global travel economy a hundred and thirty billion dollars. And to be honest. Personally speaking, I think this is literally the most hilarious thing I've heard this year, and I believe people worldwide agree with me on this, as some of them have been commenting below this v- very video that I'm talking about, saying that,、uh, quote unquote, Chinese tourists no longer go to countries that are hostile to them. As simple as that. And another respond under this video is. Most Chinese know they are not welcomed in some certain countries, so why would they go there to spend their money and get some discrimination in return? 
And last but not least, it's undeniable that the U.S. global leadership in science and technology has greatly benefited from scientists from other countries as well, most notably from China in the recent decades. However, feeling the pressure of potential federal investigations since the 2018 launch of the China Initiative, scientists of Chinese descent in the U.S. now face higher incentives to leave. The U.S. with、uh, study results revealing general feelings of fear and anxiety that led them to consider leaving the U.S. and stop applying for federal grants. It's reported that 65 percent of Chinese Americans and Chinese scientists in the U.S. have expressed unease due to anti-Asian hatred and violence in the U.S., while 66 percent expressed concern about the U.S. government's investigation into China. Chinese scientists, and of course, if this situation is not corrected, American science will likely suffer the loss of scientific talent to China in the long run. So it is a worrisome phenomenon for many Chinese students, Chinese researchers, or maybe just Chinese travelers in general. And it seems like there's more efforts needed to maintain the people-to-people exchanges. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. A 2023 report from the Chinese Education Group, New Oriental, has revealed that while the U.S. remains the top study destination, Asian countries, along with Australia, Canada, and European countries, are becoming increasingly popular. Between 2019 and 2023, the percentage of prospective Chinese high school and undergraduate students considering the U.S. as their top choice. Fell from 45% to 34%, with an even sharper decline at the postgraduate level, from 45 to 30%. While the experiences of those students at the U.S. border may not fully capture the overall situation, the unjust treatment they've encountered reflects a lack of commitment to honoring the U.S. president's pledge to enhance people-to-people exchanges between the two nations. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you enjoyed what you just heard, don't forget to follow us on your podcast platform. Just search for Deep Dive. You can also leave comments to let us know what you want to learn about China and beyond. This episode is brought to you by me, Li Yunqi, and my colleagues Zhang Zhang and Qi Zhi. Special thanks to CGTN Radio reporter Liu Yushan. I'll see you in the next one.